Welcome to C3 Church Tagra. You're about to hear a message from Luke Boyd. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. Um, Garth and I went to Africa a little while ago, and I don't want to spend too much time on that because that was cool, but we're here and it's not there. So, um, But Africa was really good. Um, we saw heaps of cool stuff. Garth did such a good job over there. We have an incredible associate pastor. And let me tell you, if you're a corrupt policeman, watch out, because Garth will rip your head off. Um, there was a moment over there and this corrupt police officer tried to tell us that we ran a red and we didn't, it was green and Garth just like I was going, oh what do I do Like, I'm thinking what am I going to do how am I going to do this, before I could open my mouth Garth is out the window going, mate, you're joking aren't you? and he just gave it to him just gave it to him and the, the police officer just ended up going oh, just go just go go because they they do that over there they try and rip you off get you to pay them some money so that you you know you don't go to jail or whatever garth did an awesome job he's also um is uh, for those of you that don't know he helps pastor pat um from oxford falls and pastor pat oversees east africa and does a tremendous job with that and so garth is heavily involved with a lot of those churches and the way he handled himself with all the senior ministers over there was really really um impressive and he was a great representative of our church and of the C3 movement. He's a great guy, and let's pray for him. Uh, let's keep him in our prayers. He's a little bit sick tonight, so if we could pray for him, that would be great. Um, speaking of being sick, um, we found ourselves towards the end of the journey at a place called Bungoma in West Kenya, and that's like heaps, heaps in the middle of nowhere. And... Um, yeah, it was. I've never been somewhere so in the middle of nowhere. And I was, you know, I'm a pretty nice guy. If people know me, they surely must know that I'm at least a, a little bit of a nice guy. And I don't like to offend people um, very often. And I try and be on my best behavior most of the time. And um, so... They served us a meal there, and I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure it was some stinky, maybe a little bit rancid goat, possibly boiled in boar water. And I was like, oh, gee, thanks. Like, and I knew that it was a big deal for these guys to serve that up. It was like it was a big deal, you know. And I, so I was like, can't not eat. That's, uh, that's like, I just slapped them in the face. So I, pa took in that delicious feast and I ended up getting a bit sick for the next 24 hours um, which was good it only lasted 24 hours which was great because some of the other people got really sick and they only had the rice um, I, don't, I don't know what the rice <laughs> yeah they only had the rice but um, so anyway that next morning um, I was supposed to preach at this church no, Garth was supposed to preach at this church, and he's like, oh, 
I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling it. I, and I know what God's been speaking to you about lately. He's going to work really well in this church because he knows all the churches and he knows their unique personalities in each church. And he goes, no, nah, you've got it. You can do it. And I've gone, okay, no worries. I feel a bit sick now. Hopefully I'll be good in the morning. So anyway, I'm in the morning and um, I'm like, yeah, this is awesome. I think I can do it. And I get ready and then I go down to the bottom um, where I'm going to walk out to go to the church and I just couldn't. I, 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 I haven't spewed since year eight, everybody. That is a record that is still standing right now. I don't know, what is it, like 14 years? I don't know. But, um, and I honestly felt like I was going to spew. I haven't felt what that felt like in so long. I was like, oh no, my record. And all I could think of was like heaps of people like teasing me. I haven't spewed without my mum. Um, Obviously, in year eight, I had my mum by my side rubbing my back, and I don't want to spew if my mum's not there rubbing my back, because that, that to me is very scary. I don't want to experience that, and I pray I never do. And so I was like, damn it, I don't want to break my record. I don't want to spew without my mum. What am I going to do? I just went, no, nah, I can't preach. I went up to God and said, mate, I, I can't do it. I'm just out <laughs> pretty sick. And um, he's going, oh, and he starts panicking. No, well, you can do it. You can do it. And he prayed for me for like about five minutes. He was like psyched, just going, yeah, 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 you can do it. And he's praying for healing. And I started to feel a little bit better. I'm going, oh, sweet. And then, like, because I'm sort of um, dozing in and out of sleep by this stage. And, and then the next thing I know, it's quiet. And Garth's on his bed. And I go, you right, man? He's going, no, damn, I'm not good. And he had the same thing. I'm going, oh, no. And... um cut a long story short we were in the church and um garth was on the stage greeting the church on behalf of um pastor phil and chris pringle and was about to introduce me to um preach and i I knew that he was going to introduce me to preach because that's what we'd organized but what he would have saw is me sitting like this and then all of a sudden he just would have saw my back whilst i was running out the back door to find some sort of bathroom facility to sort myself out. I didn't spew, but I won't tell you what I did. But it rhymes with spew. And um, it was incredible. It was incredible. Garth got to experience it later because in that place we were staying, the toilets don't flush. There's no doors on the toilets, actually. There's no seats on the toilets. Um, so Garth was my best mate uh, there and and he's just gone, flip, no, what are we, like, he, he didn't know what to do. So he looked at the pastor and it was like, the pastor's going, oh, um, we'll do a song. And so they did a song, Garth ran over and he's taught, like, we're pretty close by this stage. It's like the third weekend and I'm just sitting there, he's talking to me and um, I'm just going, oh, dude, are you serious? You still, like, can't, anyway, I felt a little bit better as you do. And I went back over and I preached. When I walked back into the church, like, I looked at the older people at the back, and they looked at me and went, <laughs> they were all, like, giggling and that at me, and I just claimed, I went, yeah, sorry, guys, I'm here, I'm here, I'm ready to go. And we preached, and, um, like, nine people gave their hearts to the Lord at the end of the service. It was really good. And um, that sort of stuff happened. I had the, the full privilege and um, just the blessing of the Lord, and... And he enabled me to minister uh, seven times over there in several different churches. And similar things, except for the sickness. I was only sick that 24 hours. But 
um, God's hand moved powerfully um, in all the churches. Really good. And one thing that I realized out of that, so Africa was great and God did incredible things there. We saw some really cool stuff. But what I realized is that if he's using, if God is using a donkey like me, it proves something to me and it, and it solidified something that I knew, but he gave me a whole other revelation on it. And what he was telling me out of this was that, and what he was showing me is that he loves his church. He loves his church. To be able to, I was, I'm just a punk. Like I'm not, I'm a nobody, you know what I mean? I'm over there and they're going, oh, wow, that was great. That was great. And I'm going, oh, whoa. (laughs) It's just that God loves you and he loves you more than any senior minister that's ever lived on the planet. He loves his church more than any preacher that's ever preached. He loves his church more than anyone that's ever walked the face of this earth. And he's, he's okay to use punks and bullheads like me to bless and build his church. And over there, whilst I was over there, I was like, oh, flip. I didn't know. Garth sort of kept it in the dark, but I was under the impression that I was only going to preach maybe twice, but ended up being like, yeah, at least seven times. And I went over there with no message. And I was like, flip. At the start, I was like, oh, I've got to get all these messages. And But just I went over there and God was already putting it on my heart. I love them more than you. So don't worry. You just got to, oh, I find it so hard to talk like this. But you just got to rest into the, the gush of my heart. You. And so when I rested in that, it was so easy. I didn't stress about any message. I didn't freak out about any. It all came by the grace of God. You know what I mean? I didn't have to freak out. I just had to rest in God's love for his church. And um, every message came with like not an ounce of stress. Literally, like a, like the whole message would just be bang. Like when those crazy songwriters used to just get it like that. It was like a message would just go bang. And all I had to do was just like write it out and flip. That's great. Thank you, God. And I love that. And that's for everyone. Do you know what I mean? We've got to rest in... That grace that God, like God is so for his church. It's crazy. But in that moment um, of just resting in God over there and experiencing um, his love for that church and all the churches I went to, um, it took me back to a, to a vision that I had. It was a personal vision that God gave me about a year ago. I've got to get through this. Okay, so... Um, it was probably about March last year, and I was in a really dark place. Do you mind if I share it? I don't usually share my personal visions, um, but I'll quickly do this. Um, and so, anyway, I was in a dark place in March last year. 
I was okay. Not many people would have known, but I was struggling and my relationship with God was very, it, it was there and, and it existed, but I began to try and do things on my own strength and I stopped trying to do things in God's strength. And, I, and to a sense, I was even starting to, in March last year, I was even, tr- you know, Pastor Phil was talking about pursuing a career over like the call of God on your life. And I was almost in that position. And I knew what God was calling me to do at March last year, but I didn't want to do it. I wanted to try and sort my own life out. And um, I found myself in a really dark place. <laughs> Funny that. And um, I was in church one morning and I'm just feeling like, God, where are you? Um, what, what, what's going on? I feel so alone, so forgotten by you. And then, this is going to be really hard to get through this vision without crying too much. <laughs> Come on. And then I just got smashed into this vision. I don't get these visions very often. I've been a Christian for like 14 years. And I've only had like a few, but this one was so full on. It was like, I reckon, I thought maybe even if I opened my eyes, I could still see this vision. It was that like in my head. I had my eyes closed. So anyway, I saw myself only just because where I was, I was just in a really dark place. And I feel such a, like a, anyway, I'll share it. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't usually like to share this stuff. But anyway, this happened. And so I'm looking at myself in this vision and it's dark and then a soft, warm beam of light came all around me. It was like a, um, like a tube, I guess. And, um, it was like a beam. And as soon as it hit me, I just was weightless and all my bird, cause I was carrying a lot of burdens, um, at that stage of my life. A lot of weight was on my shoulders. And as soon as that happened, I just became weightless and I lifted off the ground and I was sort of like hovering and all my burdens just vanished in an instant. Then what happened next was pretty crazy. Um, And I shared this one time with Jess and uh, Jamie and I'll tell you why at the end. But then I found myself in a tornado, right? This beam of light turned into a twisting tornado, but it was fire. And it was like this this crazy tornado of fire. And I'm just in the eye of it, so it's still. And I'm just in there going, wow, what is this? And um, that's when I heard the voice of the Lord say, I ferociously love you and the tornado changed from fire and um, it went to water and I heard him speak again I will sustain and provide for you this was a big deal for me back then then um, it turned to like twisting earth like dirt and roots, I could see it all just twisting around me. And um, he said, I'll protect you and give you rest. And then it turned into wind. And then he said, um, I'll give you wisdom and peace. And 
that feeling for me, you can see it's still like, <laughs> it's pretty full on for me. That happened like March last year. And every time I think about it, I just break. I just, just to know how much God, he loves his people. And he has this same love and this same heart towards me. It's for everyone that's sitting here. It's not just, it's not because I'm special because I can tell you right now I'm not. It's for everyone here. He ferociously loves you. He ferociously loves you. And when I felt that, when I was in Africa and I was resting in that groove of ministering to the church, it's the same deal. And it's the same for his church. It's the exact same for his church. And then he, and then I've just started to get all this stuff from it. Um, I knew that God love me I, when I became a Christian I had an incredible encounter with God and I knew and I, I got that God loved me and some and I knew that God loved his church but I knew that God loved me but I sometimes we forget that that same love that we know that he has for ourselves he has for his church that same love that some of you have experienced it's the same love he has for his church. We've got to remember that. And God's been speaking to me so much about his church for the last year. I love my church. I love my church. I want to, I want my church to be like, to know my love. I want it to be healthy and I want it to be successful. I love my church. I want the best for my church. And it's for this church too. It's not just those churches in Africa where you're an idiot like me. It's this church. He loves this church. He loves this church. And um, it's, it's ferocious. Um, what have I got here? Yeah, God loves me, but I don't reckon he could love this church very much at the moment. I mean, look at what they're doing. Sometimes we uh, sit in church and we go, oh gosh, as if God could love this church as much as he loves me personally, because look at what this church does. It's doing this wrong, it's doing that wrong, and it's like, hang on, buddy, (laughs) does he love you? Yeah, he does. He loves the church. Doesn't The church doesn't have to be perfect for God to love him. The church doesn't have to be perfect for you to... So everything you got into it. No, he loves his church. If you commit to his church, you're committing to his bride and God puts a blessing on that like you would not believe. Come on. Can I add a side note here as well? Um, Our church is doing so well and I've had the privilege of watching it more for 14 years (laughs) and I've seen such an awesome journey and I've seen God do such an incredible thing over 14 years our church is started here it 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 started with a bang and we went through and we got to here and let me tell you where we are now is a thousand times better than when we were there and we all I've seen is our church is constantly growing. It's like a flower just opening. And it's getting more and more beautiful every day. It runs, and this church is awesome. I love this house. I love this house. But, eh, side note, um, 
can I just put it out there? And I know a lot of us are doing such a good job and we're committed and we're having a good time, but okay, quick loop. Um, if we see something that maybe isn't running that well, for Peter's sake, don't criticize it. Don't get bitchy. Don't get gossipy. What I've been finding is that sometimes, hey, look, our church is never going to be perfect, right? That's okay. But sometimes when we see something that might not be happening the way that you think it should be, maybe God's trying to say, oh, look, I reckon you could be the change that this church needs to go to its next day. Instead of criticizing, why don't we lend a hand and help and let's see this church be all it can be. Now, I've got some scriptures that I really want to blast through because our church, I said earlier that God wants his church to be loved. He wants it to be healthy and he wants it to um, succeed and flourish in all it does. And that heart is for this church. I know it. I know it's for the church worldwide. But how that happens is through the church coming together as the body, putting Jesus Christ at the head and working together as a unit. That's how we reach our maximum potential. Um, and I'll just quickly go through some scriptures. 1 Corinthians 12. And I'll start at 12. I'm going to skip through a few verses. We're going to hop, skip and jump through this because, yeah. The body is a unit. Though it is made up of many parts and though all its parts are many, they form one body. So it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, slave or free, and we were all given the one spirit to drink. So, um, yeah, 14. Now the body is made up of, uh, sorry, now the body is not made up of one part, but of many. I'm just going to skip through. I'm going to fly over to um, verse 18. And, but in fact, God has arranged the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. No one here is um, irrelevant. Everyone has a part, and you are exactly how God wants you to be, to play that part. Uh, 27, verse 27, now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. That's it. And I've found this to be true, and i found this in Africa. I find it here. The most successful, healthy, loved churches are the ones where the body is working as a unit. And I've seen it a thousand times. And I know that our church has an incredible call, an incredible destiny. And how we're going to achieve that is by actually finding out what we are. What part are we? Some of us are toes, some of us are noses, some of us are, you know, we're, we've all got a part to play in this body. And as we come together, do you know what it actually takes? It actually takes us positioning ourselves. It's okay to be a, a member of the body, but when you're not, <coughs> excuse me, joined, and you're not joining in as, as a member of the body, 
making yourself one as, as the unit, you're just out there. It's not helping the church. It actually makes the church weak because we might not have a knee or something. I don't know. And you might be a knee and you're, you're separated. And I know that a lot of you have heard me speak on this passage of Scripture a lot over the last year. It's because it's something I know to be true. It's something that I, my heart cry is for this church to have each and every member know what they are, know who they are in God, know their gifts, realize that every single person has a gift no one is without and we can all come together and make this thing happen because we've got such an incredible future our future is bright c3 tugra it is bright and i look forward to seeing it but we need you we need you um i'm just going to leave that can i encourage you to read 1 corinthians 12 through to 13. Actually, no, I'll, I'll quickly do this. I've got some time, don't I? i got some minutes. Um, how are we going to do this? How are we going to be a, a body? How are we going to blend? How are we going to mold? How are we going to find out all of our gifts? I spoke before about all I did was just lean into God and, and, and hear his heart for the, for the church. And that's a, that's a great way of doing it. And I believe that everyone's got to do that at some stage in their life. But let me tell you something that's going to sustain it. You might find your position in this church. You might enter in, but you will never be there unless you do one thing. And what's that? Um, I'll tell you, Paul knew that these, these thoughts would start to happen and, and he knew some problems would arise after everyone coming together. So he specifically put the next chapter with the answer to these questions. And that's chapter 13, and it's um, an incredible chapter. And it says, And now I'll show you the most excellent way. If I speak in the tongues of men and angels, but have not love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and cannot fathom and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and surrender my body to the flames, but have not love, I gain nothing. Check it out. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. Now, why did Paul put that there? so simple. He put that there because he understands that we are all different. We're all buffets in our own unique way. But God somehow, like he used a donkey like me, he flows through us. That's how he works. He uses imperfect people to bring forth his perfect will. And how we stay together, how we stay together is by loving. Our church, I've seen our church over these 14 years go from here to there. And it's been awesome. But I've seen fractures happen, and, I've see, and I believe that we could be even further ahead now if we all had this idea and understanding of love. Sometimes we, we do church and we, you know, we get unsatisfied with things. We see things, oh, that, that, thing, that thing sucks in our church. And because of that, and then they separate themselves. Instead of going, maybe I could help that. You know, the pastors can't obviously do absolutely everything. Obviously, the church is a body of people. It's not run entirely by your senior ministers. They cannot do everything. Everyone has a part to play. So, and I've seen it. I've, I've watched the church progression. And with what we have right here, right now, I love this family. And the only way that we're going to continue 
growing and building is by recognizing our gifts and our calls, coming together, finding our part to play in the body of Christ, right? That's very important. But the other thing is, is that we love and love. And you want to read that over and over again. um, (laughs) 1 Corinthians 13. And just go, if you want, just even just go 4 to 8. And remember that. Because church, look, church doesn't have to be perfect. This church does a good job at, at getting there. It's almost there. But let's love. Let's always love. Let's keep this body together. Let's, let's go forward because God's future on this church is awesome and incredible. It really is. I've got so much more I wanted to say, but I must stop. What I might do is just get everyone to stand. Um, thanks, Lise. I didn't even realize till about a few minutes ago that you were playing the whole time and I told you you didn't have to, but you did anyway. You should have said, psst. You got a microphone? Psst. Um, wow. Church, I've got so much inside of me. I, I When I was in Africa, I felt like God took me a whole new level in the prophetic realm and I hate the prophetic. I hate that gift. I hate it. I, I really do. But he took me to new levels and I'm going, no, God, can't I be going in another gift somehow damn it's like no this is i want to move you forward in this gift and i see so much more now and i see potential i see gifts i see our future it is awesome my goodness i am so flipping excited i'm so excited i'm gonna have to preach again sometime on faith because that's the other vital key but um let's just pray church Father God, I thank you that you ferociously love us as individuals. Thank you that you ferociously love this church. Father God, it is so humbling. It is so incredible. It's almost scary how much you love us. And Father God, I thank you that you enable us to to be realized in your kingdom. You, You give us gifts. You give us parts to play in your body. No one is without Lord God, I thank you that you're, you're drawing C3 Tuggera together. And even though we are together, Lord God, and we, we resemble some kind of body, Lord God, you're, you're fine-tuning. You're giving us little hairs on our knuckles now. You're, you're giving us toes. You're giving us vital organs as these people find their place, as they find their calling, they find their gifts. Father God, you're inserting them, everyone in together, like this crazy surgery, making us into an incredible body. Father God, I thank you that you're making us one. I thank you that your love is being poured on us, Lord God, so that we can know how to, to try and love others. And Father God, I pray that you would bind us together in love. Father God, I see our future. It is so bright. Lord God, it's not just the future of, of C3 Tugra, but it's individual lives in C3 Tugra. Lord God, I can see people doing exceptionally well in their careers, exceptionally well. And they're the careers, Lord God, that you're going to call them into. You're going to give them the grace to do. Lord God, I see people in this church doing incredible works of, of hospitality, Lord God. And it's going to just... It's going to minister in such a powerful way to the surrounding community. It's going to blow people's minds. Father God, I thank you. I see us going into this local community and doing such an incredible work. When we're going to see souls come in, we're going to see lives transformed for Christ. It's going to be incredible. God, I thank you that the call on this church 
is to build your kingdom, Father God, and you will stop at nothing to make sure that this happens. Father God, I just pray that you would bless every single person here. Bless them, bless them, bless them. Make yourself known to them, Lord God. Let them share in your heart towards this church. Let them be awakened to the love that you have for them as individuals. Ferociously love them all. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you that you're here, God. Thank you that your presence is here. And Father God, I thank you that you hang out here. I pray that it would only increase in our future. God, I I pray that your presence would only grow stronger every service. Thank you, Lord God, that people right now are, are feeling the love of God, maybe even for the first time. Thank you, Lord. Amen. So I just want to quickly throw it out. We hope you enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3talgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon. Let's be.